It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the SAFCast. Today I'm joined by Antrim Director of Hurland, Neil Pedden. In this episode we discuss his role with the county, Darren Gleason's impact on the team, his St John's career and many other things. Uh, Neil was a great guest so I do hope you enjoy. If so, please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the SAFCast and rate and review us on your podcast app of choice there. Um, anyway, enough from me, so here's the interview with Neil. Okay, I'm joined today by Antrim Director of Hurland, former Antrim Manager, player and of course St John's player, uh, Neil Pedden. Neil, thanks very much for joining me today. Pleasure, Connor. Thanks for asking me. No problem at all. It's Look, it's um, great to get your take on, uh, I suppose, all things Antrim Hurland. Um, so yeah, there's no better person to have onto this episode. Um, we'll, we'll get into your current role with Antrim in a bit, but I just wanted to start about the current team there. So obviously Antrim's securing fantastic point at the weekend there from the jaws of defeat. Uh, Donald Nugent obviously playing his role again uh, very effectively, um, but the team, of course, were, you know, it kind of showed a bit of um, never say die attitude or something that really this year Antrim have seen, like, you know, have been displaying. Is that how you see it as well? Like, um, I spoke to Conor McCann in the first episode about this, and I suppose the Offaly game earlier this year kind of reflected that as well. Yeah, very much so. Conor, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, but two, two aspects. We, we certainly have this never say die attitude and, and that has been very much uh, shown in the Offaly game earlier in the year when we came back you know the two magnificent scores at the very death of the game um, which was so significant to get us to the final uh, of the Division 1B and you know and, and put Offaly in a terrible position with with them uh, 
you know, losing their position. But it was a great win to come back and do that in off play. And as you say, yesterday as well, you know, you know, we, we were do we were going well yesterday, and we were we had a good first half in the sense of getting some really good scores on the board. But the the pitch seemed to the 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 play its part, you know, and. Uh, we got a bit weary near the, the, the in the second half, and I say Carlo came strong at us very much. So bringing on Chris Nolan there, and he scored like five points coming on at at, at half time. So that was a major input to them. And as you say, with Donald scoring that vital goal, you know it was a fantastic point to get because we did look dead and buried to be fair. Yet we were attacking quite a lot, but we seemed to were taking sort of the wrong options. We could have slotted over a couple of points. I felt. But uh, we, we seemed to go at them and, and we got the goal at the end, which I think we deserved the draw. You know, I don't think anybody would argue. Maybe if you were, well, if you're from Carlo, you might, but certainly in Antrim, you know, the, the draw was, was a good draw for us, I think. Yeah, and you could see that, especially in the first half as well. You know, we probably had a couple of other goal chances. I suppose the thing for for us there in that game, though, was we had already scored four, so it was probably hammering trying to go for that other goal because, you know, Carlo were leaving it a wee bit open earlier in the game, but obviously for that last goal, you know, how they got through that Carlo defence of about 15 of them there, um, it really, really just displayed that. Oh, yeah. We like we opened them up very early on in the game and we, we exposed their full back lines, you know, and we, as you say, we should have had a number in. Keelan hit the post at one stage, you know, it was, yeah. it was, we were through a couple of times and the goal at our mercy. And, you know, and, and we have been ruthless, you know, over the last couple. That's something I think Darren has embedded within the team is this ruthlessness that if, the, if there's a goal opportunity there, let's take the goal, you know, yeah. rather than maybe knocking it over the bar, which, which we may have done in the past. And I think that's reflected in the number of goals we've got this year. You know, and, and it's certainly not, we're not a, we're, we're a very potent forward line. There's no question about that. And it's been a very mixed up forward line from last week with COVID hitters. We lost a number of players. We brought in our our, our, our bench who did phenomenally, you know, when they came in against uh, uh, Westmeath. And uh, and they repeated that this week against Carlo with, with a game with a few, still a few off uh, through the certain circumstances. So, it's certainly up front, we're opening teams up. We're certainly looking to score in power. And, you know, I think I think yesterday the three matches in in a row sort of caught up on us a wee bit. I think that's where the weary maybe legs come in. But as I say, we, we, we can't, you know, but praise the boys for, for hanging in there. And as you say, for that last goal, there's so many people around it. We're now bursting through. I think he had two massive hits. Yeah. <laughs> and they've seen the opportunity to pop at the big Donald. And no better a man, because Donald's been doing that all year and scoring those amazing yeah. goals from one-handed to bats down. And, you know, it was just, it was just, it was just, he was just the right man to get that ball and, and score that vital goal. Yeah, and actually, I suppose a heavy, a bit of a heavier pitch there at the weekend probably wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't help with the the three weekends in a row like that there too. And yeah, the ruthlessness ruthlessness you spoke about, like there wasn't a game more evident probably than the Westmeath game on that there really. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. I mean, Kieran Clark again has come back to form for us at the right. It was just fantastic to mm. see. Kieran's had a a real bad injury early on mm. the last. You know, he's only coming back into his real form. He showed it for Ballycastle in the championship. They got a couple of, you know, a good wins and that, and we're showing real strength. So with Kieran coming in, as you say, and when he gets that ball up front, you know, he's a real goal getter. He's the one man who sees the goal when he, you know, it's there in front of him rather than taking the easy options or popping one over. Kieran will always, you know, go for the goal, which is what you want up front when you've got a player like that, you know. Yeah, and uh, so it's, yeah, I feel like I've seen that goal at Kieran's, the one against Westmeath, a hundred yeah, times now. Times, like it's yeah. up there, yeah. yeah um, yeah. you mentioned Darren there, so obviously yeah. he was in as a coach initially. Um, you worked closely with him. Um, and also I was reading an interview you did. Uh, I think it was with the Belfast Telegraph earlier this year, saying yeah. that you could really see what Darren, you know, had in him 
back then and obviously now coming into the role to, to lead the management there? Yeah, well, last year, undoubtedly, Darren, you know, when when um, Gary O'Kane and myself sat down after turns and, and, and uh, Woody stepping sort of away from our foursome, which we had mm-hmm. over the last number of years, you know, we felt we wanted to keep the momentum going. We feel we felt we had the players capable of delivering on on on, a, on the big stage, and we, I mean, we really were worried about were we going to lose that momentum if we went outside and looked for somebody at that time. So Darren had come in uh, last that that even last year with us when 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 Liam Sheedy had come up and we'd seen it, we mm. bits of him. So yeah. when we when, when we when we when we met him and Gary went down and down and met him. And then we, he wanted to come on board as a coach. We approached the county board and we delivered him in and they, they put me in as manager and, and Gary as selector. And uh, we felt that yeah, his first year was fantastic. He really showed all the attributes that you need to be a manager, you know, and he brought in all the, the you know, that, that, that professionalism which Tipperary have. And I'm not saying Antrim have always had professional setups. It's been tremendous setups. I think if you asked Neil McManus, who'd be there probably the longest, you know, I'm not things haven't changed dramatically, but Darren has brought something as charisma and everything else to the to the whole team. They've they've bought into his enthusiasm and his passion. I mean he travels up there from Tipperary, you know, on those nights and you know and then and down home and stays up at weekends. Like it, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal commitment to show and uh, the players have all bought into that. And it's not just about that. He's a young coach. He's only finished. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know. He got player of the tournament in the All-Ireland Sevens last year and killed McCrod. Still <laughs> goals. I, I, was yeah. down and watched, I was down watching it. And I thought, I, I, he was fantastic. You know, so he's given up a lot. He, he's finished his playing career. And he's, he, he, he's decided that this is where he'd like to be. And he's got an opportunity at the highest level very early, probably is more earlier than he thought in his career. <laughs> but yeah, I can say that Darren's doing a fantastic job. And, he, you know, I'm to be one of his biggest enthusiast who who's watching him on the line, watching him develop and he's grown with the team and he and he's grown as a man as a, and as a coach, I believe, and as a manager. Yeah, and I suppose he is a he's a winner as well, which is something that for the for the for the guys to look at at, at the highest level as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you've wore the you know he's wore the t shirt, that's the boys would say, you know, he, he yeah. he's climbed the mountain, he's wore the t shirt, he's been there, he's got the all star, he's got the all Irelands. You know, he's worked with the top man, Liam Shady. You know, he's he's a great friend of Liam, so he, he, yeah. he, he'd be like a mentor to him. So he has all those things to, to, to uh, likes of Liam to speak to and that. So he does bring all that to us. And I think when you see his enthusiasm on the line and as, as you say, he, he wants more. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't finish there. You know, you, you maybe get a good win, but he wants more. And I think that's what the boys really like about him, that he's pushing them to the limits. And he's really... And he, you know, and he's built a team, you know, with a new S&C coach in, Brandon Murphy has come on board with him, which mm-hmm. came in last year. And he's going to be our new um, athletic development manager at full time in Antrim once he finishes mm-hmm. with the hurlers here after the Joe McDonough. And uh, he has done a phenomenal job, you know, and Dan has embedded him within the team and how he brings so much. And you can see the strength of our team growing and, and how the physiques of our boys are growing. And we're becoming, you know, a much stronger and more physical team. Because you know, Andrew have always had high levels of skill. There's no question about that. But it's yeah. the physic, the physical capacity which we're now showing is a big change. Yeah, and I think actually that's something you can really see, and that has been coming on is the size of the players. And you mentioned obviously Donald's goal there, and now now McKenna's always been a big fella, but like he took those two hits pretty well before laying off the Donald. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was there was loads of it. I mean, young Kobe went through one time, and he he got a real pullback from one of the corner, but he didn't stop. He drove mm-hmm. on. 
you know, the, 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 that's the power of it that we mean where our later younger players, you know, have a, have a wee bit more development to do. You know, we're, we're a few years behind the Carlos and the West Meads in our development, but we're mm. getting there gradually. Brenton's only come in for the last year and we're seeing a change. So we will be hoping over the next year so we'll see even a greater change. And that's where the vision is. Yeah. yeah. And Brendan, so you mentioned obviously taking on the role, um, uh, like kind of overall. Is that is that throughout all the teams? Then he'd have a kind of oversight of the essence SNC then. Well, he's going. Yes, that will be yeah. his new role once he, okay. leave, he once he comes out. He's 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 our hurling one at the moment, and he had yeah. come in with the hurlers. But mm-hmm. we're seeing such a a progression with the hurlers, and we've seen what Brendan has brought to the group and how he has developed something that had been missing. We have had different people in doing different roles, but the 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 bring what he has brought in is a sort of a a, a buy into this sort of individual you know individualism where the players are learning to train on their own, do the right programs on their own, come to the groups, and we can see a major change in them. And Brendan has developed that over the last year or so with the boys, and it's it's really working well. And you can yeah. see that the boys are really enjoying their gym work. You know, which is yeah. And it's that kind of productivity that you probably see at the highest level in our county, you know, where they, they, you know, they would be able to take that stuff on. I suppose it's all about equipping the players with what they need to know to be able to go do that. And I suppose that will be Brendan's primary role then in, in uh, that there. Yeah, Brendan, yeah, it's more about the athletes. Mm. You know, we're looking to develop yeah. an athlete. You know, as I said, hurlers in Bantam have been an abundance. We have loads of great hurlers and we have and we still have. It's the athletic development we need a wee bit more of in that sense that we ship our players in the right way. A footballer is different than a hurler and mm-hmm. we have to learn to ship them in the right way to suit the game. And our hurling shape has to be to suit hurling because it's such a physical game. There's such so big hits in it. And as you mm-hmm. say, those bounce off. Now didn't bounce down. Bounced, he bounced off into position to be able to pop the ball off. And that showed his strength and, and his legs and the strength in his upper body, especially close to the end of the game where the boys were starting to, you know, those mm-hmm. tired legs out there, you know. So that is attributed, a, 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 um, a I think, a lot to Brandon in, in that regard. Yeah, okay. And then I suppose for the for the team kind of looking forward, then, you know, there's obviously a couple of vital games coming up. Kerry will be faced again, like with the league game, which, again, probably the way Kerry came back at Antrim in the league final um, and Antrim just kept pulling away was, you know, credit to them in that sense. And then obviously with Kerry coming up again, I suppose looking ahead, success for Antrim this year has to be winning the Joe McDonough. Well, again, you carry we beat Kerry by six points in the National Hurl League. You know, in, in the mm-hmm. round robin, we beat them by three in the final. Kerry are never going to be far away from us. You know, yeah, they're they 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 have a great physical physical capacity to their game. They bring that strength. They have tremendous players, and it's always very close game. We we have an edge now, as I said, we've that that forward line which can get scores and seem to be working well together with good strength and depth in our panel. That's been a real strength of the whole team. So. Kerry are coming to Corrigan and we're, you know, there's a confidence within the team with Kerry coming and, and, and that, that's the, the beauty about it. You know, we, we, we haven't been beaten all year and I think that's to the credit of Darren. You know, we didn't lose a match in our National Hurling League. We, we drew against Offaly in, you know, in a fantastic draw, really, when you think about it down there. And in our, in our two matches, you know, we've showed great, you know, against Westmead, we were very comprehensive. But down in Carlo, we knew it was going to be a dogfight all the way. It was always going to be close. And to come out with a point at the end was great. So, you know, we're looking forward to Kerry. And then we've got to go on to me. So it's mm-hmm. still in our own hands, you know, to get to that final. I mean, that's where we want to be. We want to be in that final. And it's on the day that, you know, whatever it is, you know, we'll prepare well for that. But we've got to beat Kerry first and then go down to me. Then, you know, go down to me. It's not going to be an easy task either. 
No, no, of course not. And obviously, we've you know, there's history with me there with the Christie Ring final and all too. So, like, <laughs> absolutely, Connor, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that was its own show yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. at that time. Yeah, um, but we have to take every match, bed. So you have to take every match on its own. You know, that's why yeah. we have to look at every match. We can't be looking too far ahead. And that's mm-hmm. where Darren's good. He doesn't allow them. He, you know, he, he'll get them firmly on the ground this week. We've got a nice break, and I don't mean it. You know, he's with two weeks to the next match. That gives us a nice sort of break to get the boys back and get our panel fully back in again. You know, because I mean, we have lost a few players over the last two weeks, I say, with COVID and, and with injury. So it'd be nice to get everybody back and hopefully give the management down and the boys a headache to pick the next team. Yeah, and I suppose that squad game really was evident in the Westmead game, especially with how they performed, with having been down a few players and Neil McManus, of course, being one of them. Oh, yeah. No, we had a dreadful week the week before the Westmead... The, sorry, the week before the... Westmead game. It was a dreadful week for us with, yeah. with with what happened, and you know, and we had to adjust and we had to change, and we worked very hard and made sure everything was done correctly. And we, we you know, a lot of number of players had to be just left out due to the the circumstances that mm-hmm. we're in. But it gave guys a chance, and those guys took their chances so well against Westmead, and that I think that was the beauty of the win. Uh, you know, to me, that was why you, you know, okay, beating Westmead so comprehensively was a tremendous achievement. But to do it with in the the way we did it with the players that we had in the sense of our be- you know the players who were on the bench did the business and and that was so important because we uh, say it shows you the strength and depth we have at the moment is is is, is really good. Yeah, no, it's definitely is something to look forward to, and I think there is yeah. that kind of pride in the in the, it's really it's really evident with the the matches this year so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the other great things I think really we, we have to be really uh, looking to be encouraged about is our is our we have nine different scores in each game. You know, mm. it's, a, it's an average. You know, that, that that's not always been there for us. You know, we've been yeah. the land. Neil has been a phenomenal scorer in Antrim, and you know Neil's going to come back hopefully in the real business end of this competition, and you know he'll give us such a big boost coming back as well. And, yeah. and you know, but we are spreading the workload. We're spreading the scores. And then that's tremendous that the guys are coming on. The subs came on and scored two goals this week. Last week, boys came on and scored points. You know, it's to, it's great to see that people coming off the bench are, are, are coming in with such intensity and keeping the intensity that we're looking, because that's what Darren's very much about, is the intensity of play, how long we have to stay at the intensity for as long as that 70 to 80 minutes that we can. That, that's the secret. Yeah. Well, just then, just to talk about your current role, then obviously you're the director of Hurling with Antrim. Um, I suppose this year's quite a, a strange year to for everybody in terms of the roles that they're doing. But how, how I suppose if you want to start just, you know, explain a wee bit about what that would entail and I suppose the impact of the with COVID and that this year and how that has happened on the plans that Antrim's wanting to be putting into place. Yeah, well, that's very true. <laughs> what is my role? You know, you know, when, 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 when they asked me, would, you know, when Darren was coming in, about maybe Darren becoming manager, and they they talked, we'd talked about a director of Harlem before, and I don't like using that word. It's more about somebody who may be overlooking to see what is going on and what is needed and what Darren would need, maybe what our under-20 manager would need and what our 17 manager and and his his team would need because that that's really, I, I my role I see is to come in and to try to nurture this gap, I call it, bridging this gap from 17 to 20. Mm-hmm. And this is where, as I say, one of the things that we've achieved this year, which I think has been phenomenal, is this branding in for the athletic development of our players, because we've got to look at that athletic development of their the, the, the whole player and coming from 17. Because what, what we find is that when people come in from 20, they come out of 20 and there's three or four great players. You bring them into the senior team, but they're not fully developed to be senior hurlers. And you know, mm-hmm. when we learned that, 
by playing different teams and, and we've seen that. So we're, 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 we're really looking and one of my roles that I really see is bridging this gap. How do we get our 17s working from 17 to 20 and in, in to get them physically in their athletic development, looking at their hurling styles, working with clubs to see how can we develop with clubs that we're getting the be- our best players working at the best and highest intensity we can get them at. And of course, that happens differently at different ages because they'll be 17, 18 and, and, and you know, incrementally growing that as, as they grow towards 20, 21, 22 and in the main. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And that would be a major role of Brenton. So, you know, it has been a quiet year, but in the sense of what, what we're able to achieve, but certainly Brenton coming in, our building of hubs for our strength and condition has been a major development. And we're, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping, you know, we'd love to get into the schools. We have made links with the schools, you know, and we're, we would hope maybe that we can get in now to talk to the, the teachers in the schools to look at the hurling within the schools, to how can we support them in the development of their players? Because their players are our players, a lot of them, especially in the major big schools. And, they, uh, and we want our players developed. So through that 17, 18, 19, 20, they're coming into university and then their car are into work and we're still developing them and looking at who's going to make uh, the be a senior hurler because every young person's aspiration must be to, to be a senior hurler and we've got to look we've got to open a shop window somewhere for them to look and say that's where i'd like to be and this is what i'm going to do to be that senior hurler and we have to attract them and show them what we're going to do for them and to me that's one of my major targets would be is that as a director or director directing is to to get our young people enthused. Look at our senior team. Look how professional we have it in place. Look at what we're trying to achieve. Now, we need you to get on this pathway of working hard towards that and then look at supporting them and helping them and for them to do that. So that, that would be a major yeah. uh, role of mine. Yeah, I was going to ask about schools, actually, because obviously there's, you know, there's a lot of um, successful schools um, in Hurland, um across the county, um, you know, winning all Ireland's and, you know, St. Mary's in Belfast, of course, and then the Northampton schools, too. Um, what what kind of buy in is the schools? How are they getting involved? What's the kind of from from their side of things? What what, what are they doing? Well, look, it's, I, I, I must admit, Connor, this year has been a bad for in the sense of COVID this year. That yeah, was yeah. initial pan at the start, you know. Cross and Passion, you know, St. Louis Ballymena, St. Mary's in Belfast, you know, are, are, are three major schools. Yeah. You know, you have St. Killian's as well up on the North Antrim coast. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the schools where if you look at where your hurlers are coming out of, you know, the likes of Rathmore, my own school, you know, my, sorry, my previous, my old school <laughs> was, uh, you know, we were playing at the second tier level, you know, and you're trying to encourage as much hurling as you can. And it is, they, 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 they promote hurling in a phenomenal way and they pay at the highest level. And all I was would think, all I would like to do is a lot of them play on our minor team or play on our under twenty team, and we're looking to how can we develop those players and and help the school develop the players because when we help to develop them, then we think it'll help develop them for their teams as well, and that's what we're trying to get that that sort of relationship that everybody understands that because it's a bit like our own club as, as as I keep saying when they come to the senior team. And we're helping them, supporting them in physiological, psychological, technically, in their lifestyle, everything. They're going back to their clubs much stronger and better people and players. Mm-hmm. So it can only but support the club team. And that's the sort of thing we'd like to do with the schools if we can. 
Now, it's not easy. You know, Gail Fast are in there doing a phenomenal job at the younger level, third, you know, in the primary sector, in the early years of, of, of the post-primary schools. And that's tremendous to see. They're even in helping and supporting at some stages in their teams as well, helping out the schools, you know, so they're trying to give us as much support as possible. But I'm looking, my role is more to look at the high level, uh, and you know, that word elite comes in, but that high level player who we spot early and say, right, here are four or five players. How are we going to develop these into being senior players and look at how we can do that? I don't mean a number. It could be 20. It could be 10. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just giving you an idea of what we would be trying to do. Yeah, and I suppose that's kind of where where you look at maybe Galefast so that would differ. So Galefast is kind of focused more on um, increase increase of participation probably across the board and in Belfast and that, whereas the likes of your role and that with the county is obviously bringing people through at intercounty standard eventually. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Connor. I think that would be the distinct difference I mm-hmm. see in it that mm-hmm. Galefast is is about participation. But it's like everything, the participation is so important because the yep. the fundamentals are laid, the foundation is laid. At, in, in, in the player development pyramid and the more we get there then the bigger we get to that five percent elite which we're looking at at the top that has to increase that we have a greater base a bigger base and then at the top it becomes a greater amount of top players who we have to select from who who could be at the level of playing for the county yeah yeah, no, it, it's it's something, I suppose, if you're looking across the board, it's that joined up thinking. And it's a little bit like even just simply like kind of what you're saying about with Brendan's role, you know, in the athletic director role, kind of applying that continuation, you know, where, you know, say the S&C coach isn't chopping and changing every time the management changes. It's almost there's that kind of consistency where a player, this, they come in at 17 is following a direct path for whenever they are 22. You know, it kind of it kind of is that kind of joined up thinking there. No, it is. And it's not rocket science, really, when you yeah. think about it. It's yeah. probably something we haven't done enough of. Mm-hmm. And it's something we have to, and it needs, a, we, I don't mean, we, it, we need support. We need, the county board are very supportive and yeah. will be very supportive. I know that because they are very much about how do we get better at those levels. We understand our 17s getting better, we'll only but get our 20s better. And then our seniors, you know, mm-hmm. once we develop those athletes and hurlers, and we are about hurling. I'm not saying it's just athletes are athletes, but we need hurlers too. But yeah. I've all, but Andrew have hurlers. We have always had great hurlers, and I think if the athlete is embedded within the hurler, we will become a much better unit. That's my belief. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. No, it's, it's it sounds great, and I suppose yeah, with COVID hitting this year, it's kind of. I suppose a lot of people's best best plans kind of hit impacts a lot of them across the board yeah. there. Um, uh, sorry, go on. No, no, you're absolutely right. Just put a bit of a damper on it all. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was just just on how that's that's kind of impacted the the club season in Antrim this year. Obviously, good, you know, got great coverage um, there. You know, a lot of exciting games. The semi-finals in the hurling, obviously, being primary examples of that. But even if you're looking at the groups, how tight they were in all two. What did you think of the setup with the club season? The kind of split style. Was it something you kind of thought worked well in the circumstances? Well, you know, a lot of people had different views on it, you know, and I think mm-hmm. the county had to step in and say, we'd like to get our championships played. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and when you're a dual club, and I'm from a dual club in the Avona, I mean, I was a dual player, so it is difficult as a dual person because you're going to have match week in, week out. And yeah. if you get an, if you get a niggly injury, you haven't got the recovery time to get back in, you know. And it, it, so it, it's difficult that you commit the two, two codes. And it, it's very difficult. And I could hear, you know, why Ross and St. John's, 
you know, we're, 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 we're working very hard at trying to keep both going. And when you're playing mm-hmm. both, it is difficult. But there were others in the end. There's a lot of clubs doing it at different levels as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't the only ones. Deloy were playing intermediate football. We were playing senior hurling as well. So, you know, you, you know, everybody just had to get on with it and do it. But but what a championship we had. You know, we, we have to say, you know, that day in, in, in Dunsilly, the two semi-finals streamed live, you know, streamed live on television. was just a, a fantastic... Yeah. I, I, you know, it was a fantastic display of hurling, but it really reflected what Adam Hurling's all about. It was so close and shows that there's not a big, massive difference in gaps between the teams, and teams have come on well, and uh, and, and 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 were able to. Ross could have beat Dunloy, Dunloy came out strong, and then went on to win the final. We could have beat Lockheed at the extra time, you know, yeah. but Lockheed, you know, went on to the final, and 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 they just, you know, Dunloy beat them by six or seven points at that stage, but. You know, it, it was a good, uh, it, definitely anybody viewing in, anybody watching was saying how terrific it was and how excited they were to be able to see the games yeah, streamed on TV with, with so many few spectators getting in. Yeah, and it probably, it probably with the streaming and obviously, you know, the kind of excitement that comes from those, like you're looking at those semi-finals, you could easily have had an old Belfast final this year. Okay, oh, could. There's no question. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have, you know, I, I, well, I'm not saying that would have liked that because of the lawyer lucky would have liked that, but certainly... <laughs> Anybody you know, neutral would have been saying you know, it was great to see Ro, you know Ross and and and, and, and we've been knocking the door a couple of years now you know and last year yeah. yeah particularly but even over the last yeah. two three years you know against Cushion Doll who have beat us uh, mm-hmm. a couple of times right you know and, and beat us uh, with, with with you know late goals I think it was two or three years ago and then last year beat us in the replay you know they, they were great matches you know and uh, and then Ross had beaten Cushion Doll this year you know was very exciting you know for a city team yeah. to. You know, when you get one of the, the, the big scalps like uh, up North Antrim, it, it, it's great. It does an awful lot for your enthusiasm and does an awful lot for your club. So we're also we're on a big high and, you know, they nearly pulled it off and, and, and nobody would have been nobody would have been surprised, you know, when you watch the sta- standard of hurling that Ross has showed against Deloy or St. John's scored against Lockheed. Nobody would have denied anybody who wanted to deserve to go through because the level of, of, of skills shown on the other day and, and, and commitment was fantastic. Yeah, and in your own career, like you obviously primarily associated with hurling, but you you great success in football as well. Then with the then through the through the eighties and that as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up in a great time in St John's. You know, we were the, <laughs> we were the kingpins of Antrim, and I, I'm not going to say any different. You know, with the late the late seventies, eighties, you know, St John's we dominated, but we won a number of championships. You know, I was very much so happy to be part of that. I, I was a hurler and, you know, but I loved playing football as well, you know, and, and uh, I was lucky to get on our football team because, I mean, to get on our football team was so difficult. It was such, it was full of county players. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was just an array of, of, of t- top talented players. But um, uh, we we won, I think it was four, I won, well, four championships uh, with, with St. John's. But our hurling, unfortunately, we, we got the our four finals. I played in four finals and we lost all four. So, I never got my hands on the Volunteer Cup, and that's something you know I, I, I really wanted, and we all wanted. And it was such a what what what's worrying? What, what wasn't worrying was disappointed. There was so many good hurlers that we had within our club that never got the, our hands on the Volunteer Cup. You know, yeah. seventy three right through. We've not, we haven't won once in seventy three. But my band of players, we never won one. Then we went through a wee bit of a lull, and you know we were playing at senior level. The lads we didn't produce. We played. Uh, in, in, in 94 we got to the final and Dunloy beat us uh, and then later on this, this now we've got a really bad, a good group of players together you know and it would just be great to make a breakthrough to get us 
to, not just to get us to the final, but to win the championship. Because it would, you know, it would really. We're so many. We have so many of us who all hurled all three years want that to happen now. Because mm. you know, I don't think anybody would deny us one. <laughs> that would. <laughs> I, I always say that. I don't think, it, but they probably would. But it'd be nice to for us to get one because we were. Uh, it would be. We, we worked so hard at hurling, and we have had some fantastic hurlers come through our ranks over the last 20, 30 years. You know, it's just a. It would be good to get there and get a championship behind us. Yeah, and I suppose I say underage. St John's have always been very strong. I remember minor myself, probably around two thousand and six, seven time, and St John's were yeah. regularly winning minor titles and all then. Yeah, we we've always been good at you know at that under 14, 15, 16 minor level. This particular band that have come through now, maybe or 26, 25, 24, they had phenomenal. They they I'd say mm. they were unbeaten for maybe four or five years, running right through championships, mm. winning failures, winning championships, winning minor, winning under twenty one, and that's where the crux of our team is at the moment. They 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 were all a band of winners in football and hurling. When we did doubles with football. And, and, you know, and hurling and football, and you know, and the, that's that's not easy to do. But chance then moving into senior is a totally different ball game, you know, yeah. because to manage both codes and you to play senior football and senior hurling, once it comes to the championship end, and once, especially when you're successful and you're maybe getting to that semi-final stage, it's difficult then to you know to have the intensity that you're playing at, and then to produce it in football the following week, and then to go on and produce it again if you were to get the final. So you know. We, it, it, it is difficult to do that, but we're a dual club. That's what we aspire to do, and, and we're not going to, you know, I don't. We, we don't complain about it. Our lads are very committed to trying to, do, to win both. We don't, we don't, we don't break a football side up and a hurling side up. It's a mixture with seven, eight, maybe nine dual players who play mm. regularly on both teams, and it's a credit to them that they're able to, to do it and then play for the county as well. So you much. That that's that's why we want. That's why you always want that your young players can get a, a championship win because it, it it's such a a recognition for the time and effort and the skill that they have. Yeah, yeah, and with with um, I suppose kind of speaking in Belfast and that, and a regular feature for me in talking about these shows has been about Casement Park, and I know I was um I, I was reading earlier about your um you know you're talking about how close you were to Casement Park not only in terms of hurling and football but proximity as well. Yeah, well, Casement's Kays- <laughs> been my life. You know, I lived in Onvara, uh, as I say, when we, we, we and, and and getting over our wall was a was 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 a feature of the week for everybody. You know, everybody jumped the wall. But as young 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 boys from Onvara and Stockmans, all my friends from St John's, when we played for Kamita, I mean, the street teams were Kamita early on. And you know, in '74, we won the All Ireland. There was a group of us who came through, and you know, we just regularly jumped the wall, played football and hurling. I mean. On the sunny days, you lay in the banks and slept or whatever you did. You know, Casement was your life. You know, it was like your summer scheme going up and playing. And we all wanted just to play for our club there. And we did. We were very lucky. Again, as you say, we were so we were successful with St. John's. So we played a, a number of matches there. And, and then playing for the county. I mean, we played, when I played for the county, we played there on a regular basis as well. So, you know, it was fantastic then to go out and play for your club in your county in Casement Park. And, you know, it was a good feeling running out in Casement. It just had that... You know, it just had that stadium about it, you know, that it was a phenomenal stadium to play in and everybody just mm. loved to play there. So so growing up beside it, 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 was, it means an awful lot to me that, that I'd want. I was very lucky, you know, St. John's, and, and as you say, winning those juvenile uh, a number of years ago, we won a, a lot of the young players. Remember the Friday Night Lights matches? Mm-hmm. We played a number of Friday Night Lights matches. We're all, 
you could see all the kids from the road coming in into the stand and the, the lights on and the big matches and we yeah. were very lucky with you know minor matches and senior matches played there and what what, you know, what the atmosphere they created and that's just gone it, it's dreadful and the whole place is dead now you know just when you look in it's sad to look into casement yeah. at the moment it is very sad so I'm hoping as you say the news this year has been good and, and we can get started soon yeah, and I suppose the you have to see see how things go there, and obviously get up and running as soon as. Um, you mentioned your county career there, so you're involved yourself in the in the mid eighties. Um, and then obviously, um, well, um, you've had a unfortunate um injury kind of affected you there in terms of your career there. Like how do how you know when you're I suppose with Antrim in the eighties is obviously a very highly publicised time as well in terms of the. Again, it's probably that competing at the top level that kind of stood to them, really. No, well, there's no question about that playing. I mean, Antrim at that level, we were playing in, you know, Division 1, which yeah. is a regular for Antrim. And, and there's no, that's why I think the talk is so much about getting to Division 1 is so important. It, it, mm-hmm. it really gets you. When we, went, when, we, when we won in 217 and got up to Division 1, you know, it was probably we just weren't ready to go up. We were only building probably again, and when we went up, and we had some great matches. I remember we played Galway in South Hill in 2017, you know, when, when I was in with, with Dominic and and, uh, and Terence and Gary, and we, you know, we, we had Galway on the ropes for the last five minutes, and then yeah. they stepped up a bit and brought, I think, Joe Canning and somebody else on, and they stepped <laughs> up and won the game, you know, and if you walked away and you thought, we give some performance there, but you were disappointed because you had a chance to win a fun a game against mm-hmm. the Division One team, you know. So there were great matches we had, but we we obviously got relegated. And that, but going back to the eighties, you're right. We're, they were playing on a regular basis and 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 at that level, and the team came through. You know, I I, I mean, I remember we played at 85, 86, 87. I remember, as I said, I remember playing. We played in Croke Park against Cork, and you know, we scored uh, one twenty four, and and and. But Cork scored seven goals that day to beat yeah. a couple of points. John Fenton mm. playing, you know, and I always remember the one thing that stood out for me was that day in Crow Park. You know, I come on that day. I remember cornerback I get into the full forward line. I mean, Jimmy Barry Murphy, Kevin Hennessy, the whole full forward line was six foot two plus. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was the style of Hurling Park played then was the high ball in. You know, they yeah. weren't playing this low level game. You know, so it just showed you. You know, when they, and then we, you know, we, we played awfully. I remember, and we played awfully in the athletic grounds in an All Ireland semi final. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. which was a fantastic. You know, uh, 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 up in uh, in Armagh, and then that big game we played was uh, Kilkenny and Dundalk. Yeah, it was another one. 80, 80, 80, I think that was eighty seven. I, I was mixing eight years up, but it was. Yeah, uh, was it another phenomenal stepping stone to bring Kilkenny as close as they could do and the dogs mm-hmm. as far as we got? Yeah. But again, that was a close affair as well, which we just... But then the progression build and then the 89 getting that awfully game in Croke Park. I wasn't... I'd went to America the year before and came back and then I didn't get on the panel again. But I remember sitting in Croke Park and I remember that awfully game was just fantastic for us to make that breakthrough into the final. Mm-hmm. You know, was 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 tremendous. You know, and I always remember Terence saying to me, "To McNaughton says, you know, he th- he thought he thinks that that was the final. Everybody really, mm-hmm. that was the big glory to get to the final, where the focus should wasn't enough on the final. That we yeah. were going to actually could we win the All Ireland against Tip? And you know, we went down, and what a day it was. And they put on a great performance when Tip were too strong. But he always mm-hmm. said he felt that a change of focus that maybe could have, you know, the, or the next time if we could have got there again, then I think we could have maybe." 
produced a better performance. I think that's yeah. what he was really trying to say, you know. But uh, they were really great days, and they were a great bunch of people, you know. And playing with I played with all those lads, I played against them all, you know, because we, we got to the county final in 89, the following year, you know, we got to the county final, St. John's, you know, mm-hmm. and, and got beaten the county final the following year. But um, they were a great bunch of, of guys that got together, and they you can see that even 30, you know, years on, they had a gathering together, they're all great buddies and mates and all. You know, they had such a great bond with them and Jim Nelson brought them that bond into that team, you know. And then when in 93, I was very pleased when Jim invited me in, uh, in 93, he invited me in to, to train the team. I just, I'd, I'd done my cruciate and I'd, I knew it was finished, but he knew, obviously, with my physical education background in Rathmore, that he asked me would I come in and train the team. And that was a great pleasure, you know, and a great privilege mm-hmm. to come in under Jim Nelson. And I learned an awful lot under Jim and, you know, and, 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 and I trained a lot of the lads in, on the physicality side of it and, and, and selected the team. And that was a great honour as well. Yeah, and of course, Jim Nelson's impact is, um, well, goes, goes without saying really, the impact he had in, on the team over that period. Yeah, Jim had a great impact on everybody that he met. You know, there's no question about that. He he, he had this way with people, you know, I, I would have said this. He, he would invite you up to talk to you, you know, about you, how you were playing and tell you maybe you know, if you'd be doing this more and this, you know, and he actually would have invited him up to the housemate to have a chat about that. And that's mm-hmm. how he detailed he was and he talked to all the players and he just had this nice way about him. But he was strict too. He had his strictness and people mm. maybe didn't see that in him, but he had a strictness and he didn't take no nonsense, you know, and he, he treated people, he wanted the best out of people and he, and he worked very hard at getting the best from his players. And that's where if you, you ask any of the players, and I'm sure that he, they, they speak so highly of him as I do anybody who was under him at any stage and and, and met Jim would talk very highly and, and he passed on so much down to all, to us all in, in that regard. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And look, I suppose, Neil, just to finish up here, I have a couple of questions that were submitted in. So first one's from Conor McCann. So um, familiar <laughs> enough there. Um, so he, he actually just sent in asking, you know, being involved in GEA for both club and county, what's what would be the most difficult thing you would have faced in that there? Of being involved with, um, I suppose that club county um, conundrum. It depends what you mean. I always think see, a club. I mean, I've I've taken my own, I've taken my own club to senior team on a couple of occasions, you know, and it's very difficult in your club. When you're in the county, it's a totally different outlook you have. You know, you're dealing with players from all uh, clubs, and it's in your own club you have, you're dealing with families who you grew up with and you know every detail about them and they yeah. know you. And as I always found in the club, that was the difficult side. And I think a lot of managers find that within their own clubs. That's why you see a lot of people bringing in outsiders into their own club, into the <laughs> club to deal with management because it's a very difficult for a manager because, you know, you, 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 you're so well known and you know family so well and you don't want to sort of let anybody down. <laughs> or, you know, and I, yeah. I've always found that's been a, a, a real toss for me is how do you deal with that? You know, coming into the county, is so enjoyable and you're dealing with so many and you don't have that connection and I don't mean you don't get on with everybody as well but yeah. the connection just isn't as great so you can mm-hmm. make maybe harder decisions and and, and it's, you're not having the same effect for you you, you think that anyway because yeah. you're, you have, you're making it for the right reasons where sometimes in the club that can be a bit harder yeah no fair enough fair point um, and then just another one here from uh, from Garth Clark asked who's the best player you've seen hurl for St John's <laughs> <laughs> That's very difficult. God, you put me in a real spot there. These aren't my questions. <laughs> oh, well, I've all, 
I must admit, I've always said I, I've heard with some great players. You know, that, that, you know when when I, I watched Andy McCallion in nineteen seventy eight, I was only a minor. I watched them play against Christian Doll in the uh, it was the club semi final. I, 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 the display he put on was just fantastic, and I always remember that watching him. Such a player, young Andy, and uh, he, he's a tremendous hurler. But um, other hurler, you know, we had, I remember Jimmy Dargate made a mind played for Ulster, played for Antrim, cornerback, tremendous hurler, club player, Colly Donnelly, the ex chairman. They're all great players. The Cunninghams, Jared Cunningham for me was probably one of the most under. He was a fantastic current. He played for the county for years and years. And Jared, I remember that day in Croke Park in the All Ireland semi final, him and Humpy played midfield. And I remember Humpy got man of the match. But Jared Cunningham gave a display that day as well as Humpy was, was tremendous. You know, and Jared hurled with me for years in, in, in St John's as well. And, you know, I don't want to go to Shawnee Burns and Brent McGurk, all those older hurlers were fantastic hurlers. I do not want to leave anybody out. But uh, in my era, then then the hurlers I grew up with, Mickey Carlin and boys who all played for the county, were just fantastic uh, hurlers for me. Yeah, no, fair enough. Here, here fair, fair enough. Anyway, um, no, look, that's great, Neil. Thanks very much for your time. And look, it's been a great chat, and I really appreciate it. And and yeah, hopefully we can see continued success for Antrim anyway at the in this Joe McDonough Cup this year. So thank you. Connor, thanks very much. Uh, and thank you very much for inviting me on your show. And I hope it goes on to great success. Thank you. <laughs>